I grew up middle class. I'm from Michigan, I grew up middle class. I'd ask, I knew it, you know, you hear that term, they teach you in social studies, and I'd be like, oh dad, are we poor? And he'd be like, we're fine! Welcome to the Jordan Lear program. It's time for my life story. <laughs> this is my Mark Marin episode, baby. This is this is the journey. How did you get to where you are on this rooftop in Koreatown? Well, it's like the cheapest place you can rent and still live by yourself. That's why I live here. Um, I get interviewed by this uh, LA magazine deal that they they interview every like everyone it's not like this crazy huge deal it's nice that they ask whatever but voyage la or whatever and uh, it got me thinking i was like i should just do this in podcast form it's how did you get to where you were the what were the speed bumps you know did you always dream of wanting to be a dreamer that bullshit <sighs> so here i don't know might as well start at the end you know i'm 30 I live on, I live in Koreatown. I live by myself, which is nice. Not the Koreatown part. Living by yourself is though. Uh, man, I'm an actor. Been on TV, handful of times. Been done a movie, you know. I started my first Meisner class last night. Yeah, I've took acting class before, but I started my first Meisner one last night. I've done plays. Um. You know, made a little money off a little, little bit for small periods of time. Uh, I'm a comic. Pretty much only done comedy in L.A., you know. I bet there's a bunch of comics that you only ever done in L.A. Yeah, what's the fucking difference? I mean, there is a difference, I'm sure. Uh, I've performed at all the clubs around here, all of them. There's sirens. That's that's the part of Koreatown. I don't know if you hear that right now. Just normal. They're, they might be coming for me. They probably think I got a gun up here or some shit. Only in my pants, baby. I'm a comic. Never made anybody off of stand-up, like, at all. Filmmaker. You know, I've made a bunch of short films. Got in some film festivals. Won an award. Or two. Just one. <laughs> so far. Uh, and uh, also yesterday... I might be losing my agent, getting a new one. It's all good, you know. That's it was one of those days where it's like, oh shit, times are changing. And yesterday, I found out my um, old manager died, probably like two nights ago. Fucking sad as fuck. We don't know the cause. We're pretty sure we know the cause. Fuck. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. I talk a lot guitar. I play the guitar. I've played music, little singer-songwriter, all, all around in L.A., like all the fucking hip little spots, all the shit. I performed at just hundreds of places, whether stand-up or music, all over L.A. You know? It is 2011 right now. So how did this fucking journey start? <sighs> I grew up in Michigan, the middle of nowhere. 
looking back on it, I like to think of it as like the fucking Luke Skywalker story, homie on the farm, dreaming of something bigger than the stars. Gotta go out and make some war. Uh, there wasn't much to do, man. I didn't realize that at the time. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's stuff, this wildlife and nature and shit. And you play sports, you know. I did all, I was the, I was the all-American kid. I look like, I did what, what I, you thought I would do. Play the t-ball, the baseball, the football, wrestling, you know. Not basketball. I sucked at basketball, I will say. So, did a lot of shit. Um, God, man, we didn't have, like, anything interesting to do as far as, like, class-wise. Like, this is a small-ass town. This looks like the Friday Night Light shit. It's like... There's no wood. Sh- there, there's wood chop. There's no like good art shit. I don't know. My freshman year, I will say, I there was an acting class. There was like it was called it was like forensics and the, we act and I was in it and you went to competitions and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, I was I was writing on Moxie mostly, but it's like you know the the band kid types. They they took forensics and you uh, I bet you basically a lot of times you do like a one man scene. I did a one man scene where I told a story and then I acted out the characters. You know, you're doing stand up with act outs, I guess. I didn't realize it at the time. I remember literally I did like I told a story about like how all the animals came to be. I remember like one of them was like an elephant fell from the sky and someone you know sat on his nose and that's how his trunk you know his fucking trunk went out. And I remember my teacher, like, you know, coaching me. Miss Jack, but I love, you know, she was fucking, that was a cool teacher to have. But, uh, yeah, I remember going to the competitions when I was a freshman, and all the, the people there were like, you, you're good, man. You, it's just, like, the scene's not long enough. You're not, you know, work some things out. And I'm like, I didn't know what I was doing. It's coming from. But then the, the class got cut, so that's the end. So, you, so I go back to Concussionville and playing football. You know, not even starting, like second string, just getting my head smashed in for second string pussy. Second string pussy. Damn. Sometimes third string pussy. Let's be real. (laughs) That was cool. I don't know. I don't know why. God, it's just like you spend so much time fucking playing sports. and You're like, we should be doctors with the fucking amount of hours that I dedicated to being the practice dummy for my friends. (laughs) <laughs> so uh i go to michigan state i go there for like medical shit because i'm like oh, i mean you know real job doctor shit i was interested you know so i like science kind of hard at math you got to do that show up a state don't like it hate it i just hated like chemistry or maybe i was just it was just like man shit was getting hard honestly it wasn't even that i was like always loved film i was mr fucking performer boy you know like we didn't have much acting on at school but it's like if you had asked like uh, the 70 people that were in my graduating class they'd be like yeah jordan was always wanting to be like mr actor guy or some shit because i was just always fucking off and i don't know i like the shit i get an i get a knack for it but i show up at state and i remember i met this dude who was like a film major and i was like oh you can do that you can like major in like film that's badass. And then he, I remember he, he asked me to come to the studio once and fill in because uh, they were doing like a, a they're shooting a sketch at like the studio in our, our Michigan State. They had like like these studios, like camera equipment and fucking green screen, wh- white infinity wall screen, whatever. And I was like, this is fucking incredible. And you guys are going to this is your class. This is your class. You go to this to learn how to make the fucking shit. 
And they had me like play like the Justin Long character in that old like Mac versus PC care uh, commercial. You know, I'm a Mac. I'm the cool guy. <laughs> Duh, look at me, motherfucker. Still on it. And uh, yeah, they did this parody, and I did it, and I was kind of killed at it. And they asked me to do another one, and uh, man, I found in like within a few months, I switched my major. I was like, I was like, oh, I want to learn how to like do the filmmaking too. I love that shit. You know, I was Mister. Mr. Watching films too many times. Do you hear these sirens? They're fucking... They're still coming, motherfuckers. Anyways. So I got into the film program. All right? Where you learn how to do it. But also, they had like one of the extracurricular, whatever you would call it. it the, the, the students got together outside of class. And they had this like long-running uh, sitcom that was made by the students. It was called The Show. MSU's The Show with a capital W. Created by Greg Harrison and fucking Scott. Oh, God, I forget. Sorry, buddy. Man, I never met you guys. But, you know, we know. They made it, like, back in, like, 1988 or 89. And uh, I was just, like, in love with the shit. And I, like, auditioned, like, out, outside. Because, like, people acted on the show. And they weren't necessarily, like, film majors or whatever. You know, you could just, it was a lot of theater majors. I wasn't a theater major. But I auditioned to be, uh, like, an actor. And I got on. I got on as like a secondary, like I would play random characters. I was not reoccurring. I was not reoccurring. My freshman year, I was, you know, I wanted to be baby. You know, uh, they didn't have any. They didn't have new reoccurring shit yet. Sophomore year comes around. They got a slot open up. I'm a ladies man. I'm the man. I look so handsome. They're like, ah, he's a good looking guy, dude. I will say, motherfuckers. Okay, I get it. Handsome, good looking guy. Never had that perception of myself, okay? Never did. Never in the slightest. I mean, like, even in college, I, mean, I literally, they cast as, like, the good-looking guy. And I'm like, hey, you say that. Okay, I'll be the fucking handsome guy and shit. And I'm like, the girl's, like, supposed to be my girlfriend. I'm like, she is fucking hot. I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right, I'm handsome. Oh, 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 I'll be handsome then. You got you to gotta jump into the character. I don't know, because I was always silly guy. You don't think of silly guy being, I don't know. But if you can do both, you will take over this town, motherfucker. Um, so I tried out for the, the character's name was Richard. It was, he was like an asshole. Go figure, that's why I got it. And I got it, and uh, that was kick-ass. But, man, I, I also put the, I was, like, I really fell in love with filmmaking there. You know, I got a good internet connection, so you can really watch movies and pump them out. And, uh, you know, start making short films and shit. And I uh, just like learning as I go. Because, dude, when you come from what I come from, I had no idea what editing software was. We didn't have editing, you know? I mean, I had a computer, but I played Monster Truck Madness on the motherfucker, okay? I thought it was goddamn magic in the editing software, which I think it still is, technically. I just know the control buttons fucking drag and keyframe. But that's just a little alien you're dragging around the motherfucking thing. Anywho, so I start learning the shit, and I start like I don't know. I remember, I remember I got like a internship on campus. You know, I was doing a lot of drinking. I found I started smoking weed around that time too. It was like yeah, yeah, party Jordan, baby. Very important to cut loose too. I didn't cut loose as much in high school. Cut loose in college, maybe too hard, maybe too hard. I don't know, hard enough. So I'm acting, I was doing that shit, 
and then I guess just from talking to the people in my major, because like to my whole appeal is like, okay, I'll be like, you know, in the movie. I want to act in the movies. I want to do the shit. I just had a general idea. I wanted to like make movies and act in them. Uh, but I figured if I was going to college for filmmaking, like, yeah, I'll for sure get a job that pays, you know, in it. Absolutely. So I won't have to do something that sucks. That's why I thought, I don't know. Production work fucking can suck at times though. And then, uh, so I, f- everyone around me was getting internships in New York or LA. So I was like, okay, I got to get something like that. And before I graduated, it would have been 2011. It was my junior year. I got an internship out here at some like small production company called Revolutionary Productions at the time. I don't I don't know if they still exist or not. And it was pretty it was like a small like production house. They like partied there too. It was fu- it was kind of funny. But it was like me and like 12 other kids from some of them were from around the country, a couple of them from around here. You know, I'm still in touch with some of them, but it was like it's interesting. It was like we didn't really know what the internship was, you know, it wasn't anything formal thing. It was like but what it ended up being is, like, this company, this guy, you know, that, like, made his own sort of short films. But he also did, like, commercial work. And he had a camera. He had a green screen. And, you know, he knew all the fucking shit. And he wanted us to, like, learn it. And he, like, had us, like, sit down and, like, watch After Effects, how to do After Effects or how to run the camera a little bit. Or if he knew shit, he took off for it. And we basically did, like, free work for him. But we also... uh we also got to make our own short films. That was like an assignment we all had. That was, that was pretty dope, man. It was like, I, I write and direct a film and I, other people are cast on it. And then other people, you know, like I, I do first AD shit on their shit. And that's cool. I made some fucking dope gangster movie. Dude, you had to like cast it on actors access and LA casting. It was fucking good. It was really good. Little film school intensive. I went to over the summer, essentially. I don't know. I kind of I kind of had it out with the guy because the guy would start like getting mad at people for being late or some shit or fuck and I'm like dude you're not like paying us and like you're make we are your crew for free and it's cool it's mutual it's all but it's it's like it was like a little settled down at times and I think I almost caused mutiny on the way out because I kind of convinced everyone I was like this guy's a little out of his mind and they're like nah, now that you say or I don't know I don't even want to. The guy was nice. The guy was nice. I have no idea if he's still in this town anymore. If he is, all love, brother. It was in Koreatown. The fucking internship was in Koreatown. It was 2011. Uh, so I go back to Michigan State. I start doing, like, way more, like, behind-the-camera type shit. You know, I was still, like, acting on the show. I stayed a main cast member the whole time, but I started, like, directing some episodes or, you know, like, the, f- the final episode while I was there and producing it. So I, like, produced the whole last year I was there. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I shot in charge, motherfucker. Or uh, I, I just think no one else wanted to do it. That's why I got to do it. But I thought I was damn all right at it. Um, pretty good, actually. So then it was L.A. time, baby. What do you do when you come out to Los Angeles? I don't know. What do you do? Man. I guess more importantly, that summer before, you know, before I went back to MSU, I was listening to podcasts. Admittedly, I was listening to Joe Rogan Experiences. But I, I, you know, he's talking to comics, and they talked about the comedy clubs. I'm like, they're here in L.A. Like, the improv, I should go there. I'm here this summer. I've... I think I'm Mr. Fucking Funny. I think I should go, you know? And they're like, yeah, there's open mics. And, you know, I just love the lifestyle of what he 
talk to comics about, I guess, that you were like, you were perform, you were a performer, you know, and like often, and you kind of just had to do your life and like live it and. Yeah, you go around collecting material. You don't like, I don't know. I hate, I never do anything like, oh, I'm going to get some material out of this. No, that's a hack way of living life. But, uh, you know, you just, you live your life and you do. That's how you collect the fucking. But I went down there to the improv in 2011. would have been June because I'm coming up on 10 years. And uh, you write your name, you put your name in a bucket. Or I forget if it was that or if it was just a list. But they go up back then. They went upstairs the mic and they brought down a list and they had it written down like this was one through 15 this was one through 20 you know and so it wasn't like matt dude now when you go it's fucking a hundred people get there they only give out 70 tickets and you're in the bucket all night it's it's different back then there was only like 30 people that showed up 20 of them got up if you didn't get up you probably got up the next i don't know so i went a few times while i was there i went once i think i signed up the first time i went I think I was like, oh, maybe I won't. But I went, and I signed up, man. And uh, I saw guys there that I still see today. I'm not like, I don't, we don't know each other super well. Different class, you know. But I saw Jamar Neighbors back then. That was fucking cool. And Ani Malik, you guys know them? Uh, so I remember I signed up the first time, didn't get up. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Relief somewhat. Uh, let me light this bitch. I go the next week. Mind you, I'm very stoned every time I go. This is 10 years ago, so Jordan was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. Am I going to get up? Am I going to get on this motherfucking... What am I going to say? Am I going to be famous if I'm funny? Ah! <laughs> and I go and I, I got up like the second time I went and uh, <coughs> went up with the fucking energy. I think I went up and I said some joke right off top like, no, you're not at some Aaron Carter tribute concert right now. You know, This is like pre-Bieber. I mean, m- maybe Bieber was fucking going, but it wasn't. To my eyes, Aaron Carter was the blonde ambition still that I looked like, you know, the younger market. So I get up. You know, I get a fucking laugh. It's three minutes. You get a fucking laugh. I might have kind of ran the light that blinked it at me. It was in, the, like, the main stage back then. And they put me up, like, second or third. And I remember knowing at that time, I was like, that's good. Because people are ready. Like, I knew. And then the, the set, I went up the next week, and I signed up. And they put me on, like, 20th. And I was like, that makes sense. It's like kind of, it's, you know, they gave me a good spot. You gave me a bad spot. You know, not a bad spot, but I went up and no one laughed. You know, I wasn't good. I was in a bad spot, and I was bad, and no one liked it. And that still happens all the time. <laughs> and sometimes you go, I, like I went up Saturday, <laughs> threw some old jokes at him, and I was like, I'm fucking amazing, bitch, you know? But like even like a couple months ago, I'm sure there was some place I went around here where I like did a joke I knew worked and then no one laughed and I was like, God, it is my fault. Somehow, for some reason it is. But I was hooked on it, baby. Oh, and some manager tried to, like, molest me that summer. <laughs> definitely. I was definitely close to being in a child pedophile ring the summer of 2011. And, God damn it, if I could go back and just 
give one more email out, I probably should have because that could have gave me something. <laughs> Robert Ace, A I S S. If you've ever fucking come across this cr- creep, he goes, "It's a, not like an ass, but it's like a kiss." <laughs> I don't know, fucking freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I bet about like at a party that was thrown at the internship that I was at. Like, cause they threw parties too. It's kind of cool. And, uh, he like, he like said he like noticed me from across the way. He's like, I noticed you, your movements, you know? Cause I was like in a good mood that night or whatever. And, I, and I'm believing this horse shit. I'm like, yeah, he does see that. I'm a genius. He's like, I need to sign you. And then he, like, gave me a hug, and he just grabbed me weird on the hip. And I very quickly said, no, 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 no. Peace out, Girl Scout. He still had my number he called. I kind of considered. I was like, ah, is a manager. Ah, no, no, no. Get the fuck. You creep a deep. Then I got to be Mr. Fucking gets raped by ugly fat guys for the rest of my life. I can't do that. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I just. Maybe if I knew it was going to be just once, but I'm pretty sure if you do it once, you gotta keep doing it, man. <laughs> it's like fucking Garth Brooks has to fucking. <laughs> well, I got friends in old places where the whiskey drowns, and every loner loves this fucking song. I can't stop singing it, no matter how many concerts I do. He can never stop doing that one i almost forgot what it was for a second because <laughs> i started thinking of his other hits is that damned old rodeo oh anyways so i had the stand-up bug man and i don't know i was i was pretty geared up in 2012 just knowing i was gonna come out here and get into filmmaking and do a stand-up but i didn't i don't know how i figured i would get like a job with a film production company that's what i thought and I could, like, do whatever for them. And eventually they would, like, make a film that I wanted, I I guess. And I would maybe be in it or two. And I'm just going to do stand-up, too. And, you know, I don't know. You don't know how the game works. And some some people probably can't do that. I don't know. But what did I do? I came out. I got a job because you got to have a job. Got to have a job. And uh, I got a job doing, like, videography for lawyers shooting their fucking deposition. So I was working a camera, but it was like, I was started writing jokes and reading novels and shit. And I don't know. That was a fucking lame job. I mean, it wasn't lame. It was, it was, it was different because it could be so boring. And then they were so disrespectful, but, but I hit the, I hit the mics. That's what I did. I moved here. I started doing stand up, man. And I, first I wasn't, in the mindset of trying to get an agent, because I guess, I guess I thought I'd kill it like five places and get an agent or something, or one would walk up to you the way creep, like Robert Ace, this creep fucking walked up to me guy. Someone will do it once they see how good I am. Um, I'd only done, I still had only done two open mics. So, but, you know, I showed up. I remember I went to the improv back there and I was like, okay, I'll just keep going to this open mic and eventually I'll do shit. And, you know, the open mic was like every Friday or every Tuesday. It was one of the, uh, and that's not enough. You got to do stand up every night. And then you're like, no, stand up, stand up every night isn't enough. You got to do it stand up like three times a night, every night, forever, <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically forever. Not for, I don't know. It goes away. But when you start going, you need to, if you want to really have any fucking sense, 
a familiarity with it and you always get unfamiliar with it or at least i do and you come back and i don't know but i remember i went to this place called marty's and uh marty's you could pay five bucks and it wasn't glamorous it, like you walk in and you know it's it's like the inside of an apartment it was the inside of like an apartment basically and it was like oh this is where you can get time and you basically do it to like one person you know which felt way different than doing it to nine people at the improv open mic and and then you find, and then I found like, uh, you know, we had a director, which we still do, did. I don't know. It's not really going with the pandemic and all that shit, but with the comedy bureau, the great Jake Kroger. Is that his name right? <laughs> He's great. I better get his name right. <laughs> yeah, it's Jake Kroger. He runs it. He was a comic too. He's, he does comedy. Uh, I've always seen him around. He's really nice. He runs a fucking directory and it has like the day of listing. It's called the comedy bureau. So it's like if you're like, oh, open mics tonight? Yeah, there's seven. Here's this time, this time. It's hosted by him. Here's, you know, it's a one-item minimum. It's a two, it's it's free. It's a lottery, you know, pulling a name out of bucket. It's sign up, first come, first order, whatever. You know, the parameters of the open mic. No dirty jokes, maybe. <laughs> this is a feedback open mic. We're going to give feedback to you at the end of it. You know, uh, this is a mixed mic. It's half booked, half this. Music allowed, not allowed. This is, oh, what other kind of shitty mics? Are there? <laughs> they're all they're all shitty. They're all good. That's all fun. Uh, yeah. Somebody, I don't know. Somebody at the improv told me about the comedy bureau. And this is after I'd went to Marty's and shit. So I started looking at that, and then I went to Sal's open mic, and then I went to Rock Paper, these places in Hollywood, and then, you know. I started. I was going to the Ha Ha Club, comedy club, and then you know still stopped by the Improv Open Mic. The Improv Open Mic was kind of fucking down on the DL for a long time. It really was. It was and it was sporadic. Uh, I mean, they just everywhere, you know, coffee, wherever coffee shop, bar, they change, you know. I I ran a a shitty, like open mic show it was called b-sides it wasn't supposed to be glamorous it was really my buddy mark alexander he ran it and uh he asked me to co-host it and that's part of the thing so you get into comedy you want to fucking you want to get on shows and the shows are the fucking alt kid the the show the backyard shows you know just like you know the, this roof this roof i had comedy at so you put on your own show we found a hole in the wall bar the lexington which actually still exists is still putting on comedy oh god um, and we'd book these fucking nerdy kids and none of them liked me, dude. I remember like, dude, that summer beforehand when I came out here, you know, I got some laughs. I didn't get some laughs the second time, but it was all good. And then I just like came out and from the gate running, people just hated me just with like, you know, you say hi to someone before the mic and you, after you're performed, they like don't want to talk to you and you go to see him at the next mic they ain't gonna look at you and you're like because what i said on stage i was kidding you fucking but whatever more wrens i can't even call them sirens anymore i just call them wrens good kylo wrens you know everyone bombs once in a while but yeah people really didn't like it and i would always like Dude, I'd blow up an open mic. Like, I'd, I'd go up first because most of the, all these fucking pussy-ass kids, you'd go, and they don't want to sign up first. So I would. What up, Ren? Nice. It's going to pick up my old manager's body. <sighs> R.I.P. 
uh, what was I saying about how it was better than these pussy ass fucking kids? They're all a bunch of fucking nerds, and you realize, and then you're like, oh, they're no one's booking anyone on talent. It's only friends, because we would even like book nerd kids on our fucking show, and they wouldn't book us back. Like they would come do the spot and be like, fuck you, back. They're like, fuck you, and you're like not funny, and you and it was like, it was always kids that were so clearly didn't have to work a job during the day ever and we're just ah it's always like that you know i think it's supposed to be hard right it's gotta be the stack it's supposed to be stacked against you it'd be fucking lame if i was mr trust fund kid i guess well i don't know that fucking got to me and you know after a while you know you're just doing all these fucking mic i mean sometimes it was doing like five or six a night you know and I don't get me wrong. I made a lot of friends that I still have to this day. Like, a sh- like too many. Like some of you motherfuckers need to quit calling me too many friends. <laughs> Is my hair looking all right, motherfucker? I'm trying to brag on how ugly these kids are. Am I looking okay? Um, yeah, I made a lot of friends, man. I remember I, I met my buddy Richiari that I'm still friends with to this day, and he reignited the filmmaking in me a little bit because he had a film he wrote, and he didn't know anyone that like knew how to direct really or you know, not a lot, and me and some people from MSU, we, we, you know, we shot it, and we made it, and ended up getting to a festival, one best action short at the uh, NYC Chain Festival, so that was, that was the shit, man, it was cool meeting people like him, because he was like, oh, he told vulgar jokes too, the kids kind of hate him too, this is nice, oh, they also don't book you, good, you know, and, uh, Rishi helped me a lot with my acting, too. Because Rishi was... He had gone to, like, Stella Adler in New York. He, like, stu- he had studied the shit. He had studied the shit, man. And uh, he had an agent, and he was auditioning for stuff. And he had, like, been on TV, you know, by the time I'd met him at least once or something. He'd booked, like, a co-star or something. So he was like, yeah, dude, this is how you, like, get an agent. You got to, like, email a bunch of them. You're fucking... In- you know, headshot, get a headshot, you got to make up a resume and say, you know, try to get someone, you know, and meanwhile, you like sign up on these casting websites because it's all, it's all websites and you can self-submit yourself for student roles. And I, d- I did that too, man. I, I remember I did like a student film, a USC student film. I played the lead. They needed a kid to play guitar, man. And I, I rocked that. Oh man. That's another thing that kind of took me by surprise. I didn't, uh, I've, I've played guitar since I was 10 years old. Motherfucker, is this thing getting away from me? I played guitar since I was 10. At the end of college, I started, like, singing a little bit more, doing a little bit more, like, songwriting, I guess, about it. And when I came out here, one of my best friends to this day uh, had already moved out here, Lauren LaGrasso. She acted on the show with me. She was She's always been, like, super fucking talented she was like a theater major she was like an actress for real she outshined all of us on the show and uh we had jammed like once in college because she sang too she's you know musical theater but she you know singer uh and we like jammed like bruno mars grenade once in college and then we came out here and, and i don't know i think she she's can be offbeat like me and just like less full of the bullshit so we're like yeah we should get together and jam i was like you know because i i need a fucking singer for these shit because i ain't mr singer okay so i I got a song or two 
And do we made a little two-part band? Oh, Jesus. It's like fucking dirt bikes on the road. So annoying. Anyways, we like made a little band which came out of nowhere. And, me, and while I was doing stand-up all that time, we played at like House of Blues, uh, Hard Rock Cafe, the Viper Room, fucking uh, like every, every, oh shit. Everywhere. For real though, bro, we played like everywhere and I played guitar and I was up there like singing and like chicks thought it was hot as fuck, you know, and it was, I was cool. I am cool. And I was, I couldn't believe that. I never thought of that. Like even my, I don't know, it just takes you by surprise, but I did have to like back off the music a little bit just cause man, I was, you know, I'm going to do comedy. I was doing it like every night, man. Like every night, you don't really have a social life you know you do it's stand up it's really I mean you could just tell you need to get the reps in you need to go out and just try and write as many jokes so you have this bank of material so you can be like motherfucking joke 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 but uh I had to back off of it and me and Lauren we still play together I think if this pandemic ends we might do more live performances than we have in recent years for sure because we're definitely into jamming but she wanted to follow it like full-fledged like she had kind of dropped the acting thing i think she was like she had dealt with so much bullshit around here uh understandably so i was like hey man take the fucking music lane take our songs you know i just i can't be there with the time commitment i gotta put it here and she totally understood and she's still kicking ass with that but, uh, so I did the stand-up. Man, it was one thing, because, like, you know, you go to so many shitty stand-up shows, and once in a while I'd still play music with her, and it felt good, because it's like, you know, music, you don't need the audience telling you how good it is. You can kind of just feel that it's good, you know, and if someone else is there to enjoy it, good for them. Uh, great for them. Great for everyone. But, uh, so that, that, that always felt good, because, you know, I'd been playing guitar for, like, 10 years before I moved out here. So it's like, oh, I'm good at this. And that, that's that's why I knew I had to put so much time into the comedy. Because I knew I did that for that, too. So it's like, all right, you do this, you practice, you keep getting good. You got an act for it here. Here's where you sh- stretch it a little bit. Here's where you put more time, a little rest. You know, it's always like that. Uh but man, then the acting. I really, dude, that's another thing. Come out here. I fucking iced the acting decently. Like, I was basically, there's Rishi just texted me actually on my phone. Uh, pretty much just iced the acting. I was just doing stand up, and it was like time to get back in, man. And uh, in 2011, there was an acting class that I went to with that film production company I worked at. It was Jeremiah Comey's. Art of film acting. Jeremiah Comey's class. He, he always met on Ventura Boulevard, as long as I knew him. And, uh, dude, it was dope. He had fucking camera on camera. You did worked across from a person and camera on your face doing a close-up. And you saw a screen of what it looked like. And it was all about, like, you know, this is for film. This is for, like, you know, the close-up. This is for being simple, doing less. And, and I remember the big thing that I just loved. I, I like, really made me fall in love with acting then. He's like, yo, you know, Brad Pitt's on screen. Motherfucker, it's Brad Pitt, okay? I know he's playing this dude or whatever, but it's him, okay? So he needs to be honest. He 
you know, there's, <laughs> there's only so much bullshit you can do, you know, but you can act fucking sad, you can act fucking happy, you can act, you can relate, you can connect with the person across and have a real moment, and everything else is dressed up on you, and it, you know, it's pretty dope shit. But I hadn't acted really, I don't know, the first like two, three years that I got out here. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I was waiting for Mr. Agent or whatever. So then I sent out some emails, trying to get a motherfucking agent, baby. And uh, I must have sent out like 50, you know. Back then, you find this, there's a book. There's a book at Samuel French Bookshop. It doesn't exist anymore. I don't even know if, I don't think the book exists. The, the, the fucking bookstore, I don't think exists anymore. Um... And you just had it was cool. I had a listing of everybody in town, all the agents, the, their emails and stuff. And it was the, it's their general email and shit. But you submit to a bunch. I I got like two meetings. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, you go in and I I had a headshot that like a friend took for me or two. You know, with my camera. Even that's how I did that. Didn't even I I did like three. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I wasn't ready to spend some money on it necessarily. Uh, met with the first place. I didn't have any improv training. I was like, I do stand up. They're like, we don't give a fuck. I met with the second guy, and uh, he liked that I did stand up. He's like, yes, stand ups, they take risks. And uh, he was the only one that was interested in me, so I went with it. And I don't know. It's cool. It's like auditioning for shows and little shows. Oh, and before that, you know, around that time that I was trying to get him, I had went on a couple auditions on my own through self-submission on the casting websites. I did, and they didn't go good. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't realize that you could get the sides online before that they were on there, and we were going to some fucking shitty, like, toy commercial audition, and, like, you got to make up some song in there, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and they're like, get out. Bye. Bye. But, uh, man, I had an agent, and he was, like, sending me out for, like, fucking SAG commercials and fucking SAG, uh, you know, TV shows and shit and little, little one-star, you know, one things. And then non-union stuff, too, because I was non-union or whatever. It's like a, a union in, in the filmmaking for the the real people. If you don't know, it's like, I don't know, you get paid a lot more if you're doing union work. And ultimately, you want to be doing union work. All the fucking movies and everything and all the TV shows, it's all union, all that shit. But, uh... Remember, I booked, uh, I booked, not even through my agent, through self-submission, a self-tape that I fucking sent in. I booked uh, this murder recreation show. You know, those those murder shows on uh, on TV where they recreate, those unsolved mystery, or, you know, solved or whatever, and they have actors reenact the deaths and shit. I got to reenact the motherfucking homie that died, you know? I remember I told my agent, and he was like, oh, cool. And I was like, no, it's fucking crazy. And I think he was just like, he got no money out of it because I just submitted it myself, and it was non-union. You know, paid a hundred, like 125 a day, you know, which still, I mean, homie, I'll take 120 I would, but um, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. I, I remember I got to die in the water. We went to some lake out in San Dimas where Bill and Ted takes place, and recreated it like it was texas and i had to fucking act dead in the water and shit and i was like on tv and i was like i remember that air i thought it was the fucking shit man <laughs> i still do but it was like i don't know you don't get paid a lot but it's it's cool it's cool that was a win that was like dude i'm fucking on like tv 
I'm like on the shit and you know by then I'd done stand up at like all the clubs you know but book show bring your show bullshit whatever you know but uh that was cool that was cool <sighs> then it was time for the next level baby then what else did I do what else is going on in that world I guess I went so I went to that acting class like four years had gone by basically and when I, when I went to Jeremiah Comey's acting class and that was cool man I like that and I he man I like spent all of my like tax return money on it one year like as soon as i got it and then it ran out and he still let me go like twice a week for pretty much the same price and he like i told him i was like dude sorry man i'm like out of money i was gonna i took this for like three months i can't just keep it he's like i want you in class and i dug that shit man that was cool and then i did another one of those fucking murder shows too man i did and you know this is where it gets this is where it gets kind of wonky rough living because before that time, I was just doing stand-up, and I'd work during the day, which kind of sucks as it is, but, man, when you're doing auditions and you're getting sent out, like, this audition just comes up, like, the night before, you know? It's like, oh, tomorrow, you got to be here. So you can't really, like, keep, like, a real drum, you know? So I started shifting to more gig work, and uh, I was really fortunate that time. I had some production work from a little lady friend that I was dating at the team. Uh, one of my very good friends. Her family, they both, like, produce, like, infomercials and little stuff. And her, her dad, like, produces, like, a little game show and little small-time, smaller uh, production sets. But they hire me to be, like, PA and stuff or do whatever. And I was pretty good, man. I, and I I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that was – they were flexible because they knew if I had, like, auditions – I could take it off, whatever, and usually it's just random enough work days. It all worked out. So that was cool. And her dad fucking needed somebody to play, like, a kid kid on her kid's game show, like, to be this, like, science fucking dude. And I was like, all right. And I mocked up this little audition tape because he said he was going to, like, come up. They were going to try casting this character. And they fucking loved it. They're like, yeah, you could do this. And uh, I did it, dude. It was on Amazon Prime, you know. And I was sick. I did, like, fucking, like. 12 episodes of that shit or something. That's cool. That was cool. That was pretty cool, man. I mean, even at those moments, I was like, dude, I've done a lot of cool shit. Like, I'm doing the stand-up. It's like, but the tangible, like, you know, the fact that I'm still getting up and I was driving Uber or Postmates, you know, it gets at you. So, I feel like I've always been sort of waiting on the acting because it's the, the payment you know you just hone your skills and you do it like this i'm doing it i'm th- i love it you know it is fun like even if i was doing another job i'd probably still want to fucking just do this shit <laughs> yeah i do but uh man it gets real like survivalist and i booked my first badass job at the end of 2018 because up until that time i'd been on tv a few times it was all non-union man I did one commercial, which was Union. I got a couple of residuals out of that, some painmatters.com shit, some random bull. I don't even know how to describe the commercial that I did. Uh, am I sitting on a fucking splinter? I literally am. That's all right. Uh, then I, I went out for that show, Young Sheldon, and I had auditioned for it like once or twice before, too. I remember that. And... Uh, yeah, dude, I just went in. It was like one, dude, it was one line for the audition, too. And I, I think I didn't even use a southern accent 
whenever I it's you need a southern accent on the show and I think looking back at the audition I didn't use the southern accent <laughs> I don't know yeah it was just come on Jason kick his ass and uh, I just went in just say it it really tried to fucking get out of my head about how I was going to say it too I was at that moment too where I was trying to be like show up look pretty fucking do it I got it and it was like, you know, you cry when you get something like that when you're fucking, yeah, driving as much Uber as I am. For sure, man. So that was cool. And it was just one line, dude. I went on this big set, and I'm like, here, fucking, here's the big star. And, yeah, it would have been December 2018 or whatever. It would probably been my first work day. And, dude, I get on this motherfucking set. I don't mind telling the story. It's kind of cool. Just one line. Basically, but it's like me and some some kids watching a fight. Mind you, I'm like 28 years old at this time, playing a 17, 16 year old, and uh, I uh, it's just one line. It's just me rooting on. Come on, Jason, kick his ass. But I'm fucking in because I love watching fights. I love using a southern accent. I'm down with mother motherfucking whatever. Okay, and. While it's going, I'm just, come on, he don't want it. Feed him a knuckle sandwich. Tell him what time it is. I'm just fucking like, you know, just hitting it with one after the other. Like, I don't know. They found it funny. The camera guy thought it was hilarious. He came up to me, and he's like, that is really funny. And uh, I don't know. They just, they found it to be funny that I was improvising, fucking watching a high schooler get his ass beat as I should. (laughs) And, uh the same day I had booked that, I also booked a Lifetime movie playing a high school bully. And I'm like, oh, this is just my thing, <laughs> which is pretty cool, you know. Was not a bully in high school. Dare, I mean, you might even say I'd been bullied a time or two in high school, okay. I wasn't some pussy by the end of high school. Beginning of high school, maybe, but, you know. Uh, so I, I had the Lifetime movie and the fucking deal. And I was like, in Lifetime movies, non-union. So it wasn't crazy money, but it's crazy. It's going to be on TV. Like That movie's on all the fucking time. It's like on maybe tonight on the Lifetime channel. Seriously. My, mom's watch- my mom watches that shit all the fucking time. Uh, so I have that job. And after that shoot day, it was just one, one day, one character, one line. They fucking called me back for a second time on Young Sheldy because they wanted me to play a character. They're like, yeah, we got this like uh, this bully character. They, they go, we just want you to keep playing him and do this thing. It's just like another short thing. And I was like, fucking all right. I don't know. And I had like a bigger scene where I snatched the fucking letter out of uh, homie that plays George, Montana Jordan, his name. Really cool guy. Uh, snatched the letter out of his hand and I don't know, dude. Like you feel electric. You're like, I'm at Warner Brothers, motherfucker. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I've seen these flats, you know, since I was in college, the way they do shit, you know, but this is a well-oiled machine. <laughs> Everyone be on their best behavior, <laughs> show up on fucking time, you know, show up at like 5 a.m. And I don't know, dude, fucking thrill. Like, I fucking love that shit. And I just, I definitely felt like the shit doing it, too. And it pays good. Still sends a little check once in a while. And then... I went. I was like, kind of living the fucking life. I remember I was like chilling for a week. I, I what happened? Something happened with money. I think I don't know what happened. I think I might have made a bunch of money from a settlement. Oh yeah, I got a car crash. I got a, I got a few grand or so. So I was like, I'm gonna be chilling, and I just booked this thing, and I went to. I remember I went to see like Aquaman and 
my I was by myself. My agent texts me in the middle of it. He's like, "Yo, call me." And they wanted me to come back for a motherfucking third one. So I did another fucking third one-line episode bullshit. But I, I that's where that's where it ended with Young Sheldon so far. I'm so fucking happy it happened. For a minute there, I literally I did think though I was like, "Am I just gonna be on the show forever?" Like I I really I don't know. I could have maybe I don't know. They they could still call me back. They I don't know. Probably not. They, uh, the characters probably moved on. I don't, it's a big young Sheldon. I don't know. The point is, I felt cool. Still feel cool. Still a big old fucking accomplishment. But, man, but even then I was like, you know, there's a limit to that. Because those were just one day jobs each. And, uh, you know, I was, still, I was still in an acting class. There was a lot of time. I went to this other lady, Joy Rinaldi, because my other guy, uh, Jerry, retired. And, and I was still doing stand-up with all this shit, just open mics, you know, and that was that. I mean, that was, well, it was last year was 2019 going into the shit. And, uh, but shit, I don't know. That was a big thing for me. So I got an, an, a manager after that. And then very quickly, my manager wanted me to get a new agent. That's the way it goes, which was, I don't know. It's time, man. I love my old agent. It was all good, but I, I don't know. I'm happy with my new one that I went to. I guess I'm getting a new one. Or maybe I don't. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I'm trying not to stress about it too much. It's probably okay. It's probably okay. Um, but yeah, I was back like last year. I was doing open mics. Basically, I thought I would start getting booked on a lot more shows, like comedy shows. I don't think people in the comedy scene they're so dumb. Like people, I don't know. I'd be going up to people that would talk to you like you ain't shit. Like I remember one guy was trying to give me advice on how to get on TV. Some open micer, and I was like, bro. And my friend Jared Levin was like, yo, he was just on TV like three times this year. What are you fucking talking about? And you're like, yeah, you, you're trying to talk with idiot doofuses who have no, like, ugh, you're just idiots, you know. That's what you're dealing with. But I got a manager. Um, manager got me a new agent. I got a, had a meeting with a new agency or whatever, and I'm mean, kick ass. And, dude, I booked something, like, right away, too. I'd signed with them. I'd been with them for a month. Last December, you know, a year ago of, of 2019, it would have been that month. I booked I, Goldberg's, another fucking co-star, and man, that's fucking that's good. That's a good trajectory, you know. Still looking for, you know, the thing is, you want to be a, a series regular, you know, because then you're working, you're car- you're working the whole season, and you're you given a considerable amount of money where you don't have to fucking work a day job. Put it that way, you know. And uh, if you're you know, if you don't get some trust fund to fall back on, you you got gotta kind of keep always working until you get a steady job or some you know ginormous fucking movie or some shit. But even then, you know, you, you need to consistently you build a name so you're working. Even with stand, that's why. And I always and I still feel that way. And I know that I'm like, well, you know, I got a credit or two. I can go to comedy clubs and I can start, you know, getting stage time and then eventually getting paid at those. So it builds up over time, and you know. Get your films and make your own shit. Cause I've, I've still been filmmaking all this time, but uh, yeah, man, it was. I mean, this this time a year ago, I was auditioning for like series regular shit, like you know, like Varsity Blues. They're remaking that, and Saved by the Bell. They remade that. I auditioned for that. I didn't get them. I don't know if they ended up making Varsity Blues or not, but uh, those are the recognized ones and a bunch of other like pilots. But I was auditioning for like series regular shit, and you know, shelling out like sixty bucks for audition coaching and shit, you know, 
which I don't know if it works or not. It's something. I don't know. I was taking UCB. I took I took the fucking improv classes that the original agents years ago didn't didn't want me because they didn't take in. So I took I took them. You know. That's where I am, man. That's where I am. I'm here. I'm here. It's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm getting ready to move though. I'm moving out of this apartment, man. I'm gonna go to Phoenix. I'm gonna go to Phoenix, do a little stand up for a minute, and then uh I mean God, I've I've lived everywhere in LA. And although this particular roof is so fucking sick and dope, the little cube I live in and all the murder happening on all these streets, uh, and the human feces around here, I think I might look for a different apartment, you know. So I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a month and go see if I can do a little stand up. Still got the acting class or whatever. Still doing it. And still auditioning, you know. It's all self-tapes now. Which it always... It was shifting, too, but... I don't know. It's hard telling. I have friends, and even me, you know. I've I've been auditioning for shit, too. But it's hard telling what the future is going to be. Because, you know, traditionally, January would be like, you're auditioning, like, two two or three times a week for, like life-changing roles possibly so you just put it all in and it's kind of is and it's not that and people are wondering if la is going to be the place or i don't know whether la's place or not i like it i dig it man i dig the sunset i want to live i still want to live at my fucking lebowski shack in venice and i love the hikes i love all the shit but uh i don't know this is the 10-year mark coming up on yeah, this summer will be like ten years of LA sorta of for me. In a way. Ten years first time I did stand up. So it's a maca. It is a maca of sorts. That's my Mark Marin episode, man. I don't know if there's much else to say about it. <sighs> Something's gonna happen, man. You know? A 41-year-old passes away. No one passes away at age 41, bro. You'll, you'll, you'll pass away. You might get fucking, like, your head blown off away, you know. Or you might get coked away. You might get, you know, speedballed away. No one, no one passed away. Like, just tell me it was drugs. Just because 
Because until you do, I'm going to assume he got fucked by a horse to death, okay? I'm just going to come up with all sorts of shit in my head. Passed away. Oh, what do they not want to talk about? What are they? Thank mm-hmm. you.